Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. My name is Jason, and I'm the campus pastor here. If you are new or visiting, and everyone who comes through those doors is welcome. It is great to have each and every one of you here in church this morning. And just for a couple of minutes, I think it's important for me as the pastor of this church uh, to speak into the result that took place over the weekend. Um, I must admit that I wasn't actually able to watch it uh, on TV and watch it unfold. And I was on Twitter uh, constantly looking for the result. And uh, when the result came through, I must say that I was very, very excited, very excited because no one thought we had a chance. No one thought we had a chance. We thought that the task was too tough. Everyone had written us off. But you know, under the great leadership of Darius Boyd, a good forward pack that went straight up the middle, we were able to knock over the competition favourites, the Sydney City Roosters. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful win. And I was so excited, so excited when I saw that result pop up on uh, Twitter uh, over the weekend. So uh, come on, Broncos. Let's just keep going. And uh, we'll see where we end up uh, round 26. I had some of you worried there, didn't I? Hey, if you've got a Bible, I'd invite you to turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 to 44. Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 to 44. And as Kath said, today we are starting a new series called No One Is Beyond. And we believe here at Gateway that no one is beyond the love of God. No one is beyond the grace of God. No one is beyond the compassion, the hope, and the power of God. And we believe God is calling us to take this life-changing message into our community, our nation, and our world. And over the next five weeks, we're going to celebrate all that God has done all that he is going to do, and we are going to have an opportunity to give generously to Gateway Beyond so we can see the various things that God's called us to take place or continue in our community, our nation, and our world. And this morning's message is called, No One is Beyond the Compassion of the Christ. No one is beyond the compassion of the Christ. So let me read to you from Mark chapter 1 beginning at verse 40, and I'm actually reading from the New King James Version this morning. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so uh, if it looks a bit different or if it sounds a bit different, don't worry about it, but let me read Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 40. It says, Now a leper came to him, that is Jesus, not the leper, the person that, that leper went to. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, and get a load of this, I really want this to to sit with you this morning. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. May God add his blessing to this very simple but powerful passage of scripture this morning. 
hey, can I invite you all to take a quick look at your hands? Right where you are, just put your hands out in front of you. And as I share with you a few thoughts and remind you about a few things related to your hands, uh, just, 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 just ponder on your hands for a second because your hands, as you look at them, can tell us a lot about your story and what is important to you. Now, as you look at your hands, you might think about how when you were a baby, and if you are able to remember what you did as a baby, you have supernatural memory, but you might remember as a baby how you suck your thumb to soothe and comfort you during those times of need. Did anyone suck their thumb as a little baby back in the day? Yes? Okay, here's a little, not too many, not too many. I'm going to let you in on a little secret about my own life, okay? You know how I roll around here? I like to lead and live an open and transparent life. I sucked my thumb all the way until the age of seven. 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 That's right. In fact, I had this pillow that I used for years because at the corner of my pillow, I used to scrunch it up while I sucked my thumb. I had a nice little feel to it. And as I sucked my thumb, I used to rub the corner of the pillow on my top lip. It was a bit of a comforting, a soothing thing to me. Man, I love you. What, what other pastors would tell you that they suck their thumbs in a very OCD-like way until the age of seven, right? Anyway, continue to look at your hands. You know, you might think about those times as a baby when you did that. And as you look at your hands, you might also remember those times as a toddler when you used your hands to reach out to your parents, your mum, your dad, your guardians, to hold them for a bit of safety and security in a big, scary world. You know, and as you look at your hands, maybe you can think about those times when you were a teenager and you no longer wanted to hold the hand of your mum or dad, but instead of that little cutie pie, you know, the one you had a crush on, instead, just continue to have a look at your hands. You know, as you look at your hands, they'll tell you a little bit about your story and what's important to you. Your hands give us a bit of an idea on how old you might be. Check out the wrinkles. As you look at your hands, it tells us a little bit about your marital status. If there's a ring there, well, you are hitched. You know, your hands may also tell us about your place of employment, what you do for a living. You know, you might have splinters and cuts, which tells me you could be in the building industry. There may be grease and oil all over your hands and under your fingernails. Just a word of advice clean them. But uh, if that's you, it gives us a bit of an idea that you might be in the, in the car business or something along those lines. Or if you're like me, you've got absolutely no scars, no marks, no calluses whatsoever because I hardly work. As you look at your hands, as you look at your hands, it tells you a little bit about your story and what is important to you. You know, with your hands, we can communicate how we're feeling. You know, if we're feeling good, we might give a, a good old thumbs up. And what do we do if we're not feeling so good? We can turn those things upside down to let other people know, if you really want that kind of attention, that you're not doing great. You know, with our hands, we get to show our respect to people by saluting them if they walk by and perhaps to reject those that, for whatever reason, we don't want around, we can give them a bit of a Beyonce wave of the uh, index finger. Our hands are powerful. They have the ability to communicate how we're feeling. They have the ability to help and also hurt. You know, and, and, and maybe, possibly for some of you here in the room, you've used your hands 
to give a gesture to someone who's cut you off in traffic. Hopefully not. But our hands have the ability to communicate love, hatred, anger, a whole bunch of things. As you look at your hands, we are reminded that it, it tell, we're reminded of what we've done with our lives, what's important to us. And as we look at our hands, we might think back through our lives and remember all of the things we have done with our hands, the sucking of thumbs, the holding of our parents, the person that we had a, a little bit of a crush on, what we do for a living. We might remember the good things like the gifts we gave, the ring that we placed on someone's finger, the meal that we cooked, the music that we played, that wound that we helped with, the prayers that we have offered up on people's behalf. Our hands tell us a little something about ourselves, and they also tell us a little something about what is important to us. You know, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 40 to 44, we actually see the compassion of the Christ. You know, we see our beloved Jesus use his hands to show his compassion to someone who was in desperate need of it. You know, in Mark chapter 1, the ministry of Jesus was beginning, to, it was beginning to spread. You know, his popularity was growing. His reputation was preceding him. And everywhere that he would go, crowds would begin to gather. And Matthew tells us in chapter 9 that when Jesus saw crowds, he had compassion on them. But, but not only did he have compassion on them, but as crowds approached him, you know, he would, he would feed the hungry, he would bless the children, he would heal the sick, and this would continue to go, and this would continue to feed and build the reputation that he had. And then on one particular day, as we read in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 44, amidst the crowd, an unnamed and an untouchable person comes out of the crowd and approaches Jesus. And this person that we read about in this passage of Scripture is someone who has no status, no popularity, no following. The only thing that this person had was a skin condition. And in that day and age, all skin conditions fell under the banner of leprosy. And because he was a leper, he had to wear clothes that identified him as a leper. When he was in public, he had to call out and he had to let everybody know of his condition and that he was in close proximity. And those around him would look at him and any leper as, uh, as someone who was possibly condemned by God for his sin or the sins of his parents. Uh, lepers had been excluded from families, from the community, and also all places of worship. And this unnamed, untouchable leper had heard about Jesus. He had cottoned on to the fact that this Jesus had the power to heal and this Jesus was close by. So this unnamed and untouchable man who had leprosy decides, I'm gonna go to this Jesus and that's what he does. He approaches Jesus. He falls before him on his knees and then he cries out to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then in our reading this morning, we see that Jesus, moved with compassion, stretches out his hand and touches him. What Jesus does with his hands reveals what is in his heart. What Jesus does with his hands reveals what is in his heart. 
And now as he considered this man who had not experienced the touch of someone for a long time, you know, no, no loving touch from his wife, no cuddles with his kids, no handshake with a mate, as Jesus saw this man who had been excluded, who had been cast out, who hadn't received a touch from anyone for a long time, he was overwhelmed with compassion. He was moved with compassion. He stretched out his hand and said, I'm willing, be clean, and he healed him. What Jesus did with his hands reveals what is in his heart. And as we read this, we know what is in his heart, right? It's compassion. Now, the question that I want to ask every one of us here this morning is how can we use our hands to share the compassion of God with others? How can we use our hands to show compassion to those that we live, work, and laugh with? Because like Jesus, can I suggest that that the way we use our hands reflects what is in our hearts? You know, the way we use our hands tells the world exactly what is important to us and what we prioritize. And I'm praying that God will fill us with compassion for a world that desperately needs Jesus and that we will use our hands to reveal that compassion to those around us. But compassion, what is that? You know, compassion is a word that that we hear a lot about, right? It's, it's a word that we are all familiar with. And I reckon a number of you in this room belong to an organization called Compassion, you know, where you support uh, beautiful children in different parts of the world. You may have had the pleasure and the honor of going to visit some of those children, and, uh, and that is exciting. But I think this word compassion gets thrown around a lot in today's day and age that it can be quite hard to work out the difference between understanding someone's situation, having empathy toward them, but also compassion. What is compassion? Because if, if we are going to be a people or a church that are going to use our hands to show the compassion of God to others, I think it's important to know when God is filling us with compassion when he is moving us with compassion. Because when that happens, then I think that's the time we need to act. That's the time we need to go, all right, hands, time to roll, time to get busy, you're up. And then we use our hands to display compassion. How do we know the difference between understanding something, feeling for someone, but also having compassion? That's what I want to unpack for a few minutes here this morning. You know, compassion... Compassion is the ability to see things from a different perspective. Compassion is the ability to see things from a different perspective. Let me explain. Let me explain. One of the things that really bothers me and gets under my goat, under my goat, whatever that means, one of the things that really bothers me and annoys me is someone's inability to use basic interpersonal communication skills. There you go. I'm telling you a lot about myself here this morning. It really bothers me when someone cannot display basic interpersonal communication skills like eye contact, smiling, saying hello, no thank you, excuse me, yes please. When someone fails to use simple, basic interpersonal communication skills, it does my head in. Absolutely does my head in. 
But what I've had to do over the years, right? and this is my problem, okay? I'm not telling those of you who, actually, I won't go down that path either. This is my problem, okay? And what I've had to do over the years is I've had to train myself to assume that those who are like that or those who are being that way have a good reason for it, all right? They've got a good reason for it. And I've had to train myself to assume that people who are coming across that way may actually be having a tough day. And maybe they are not what I think they are because of their inability to display basic interpersonal communication skills. You know, maybe the reason they are that way is not because they are selfish or inconsiderate. Maybe they don't know what they do. Perhaps they are victims of a particular situation or circumstance. Maybe they are people who are simply chasing safety. I've had to train myself to look at those who cannot seem to display basic interpersonal communication skills as people who have a good reason for doing that. Does that make sense? Because I don't know what people are going through. I don't know why people are doing what they're doing. And instead of going, you know what, because you didn't say hello to me, because you're not looking at me in the eye, because you didn't say thank you, excuse me, or just like celebrate in my presence, I'm going to assume that there's a good reason for it, that maybe there's something going on in your world that I don't know about, and it's just impacting you. And you know what, church? I hope and pray and I'll, make, I'll get to the point in a second. I'll hope, I hope and pray that if you were to bump into me down Victoria Point Shopping Centre or Cineplex down at Lakeside and you say hi to me and for whatever reason, you know, I'm not warm and friendly and hospitable. I know that's hard to believe. I know. Because I'm extremely warm, extremely flexible. No, not flexible. Friendly. I'm not flexible. But if you bump into me down the shops, then for whatever reason, I'm not warm, hospitable, whatever, can you assume that maybe I'm just having a tough day? Can you assume that maybe my kids are like five meters behind me? Can you assume something like that? Because we just don't know what's going on in someone's life. You know, compassion begins with the ability to see things from a different perspective. You know, it begins with with our ability to think, you know what, maybe there is a good reason for them being in that situation. Maybe there is a good reason as to why they are the way they are. Maybe there is a good reason for why they're doing what they're doing. I think that is the first step and the beginning toward compassion. And when we learn and have the ability to look at things from a different perspective, it could open up a door to something that God has in store for us. It could open up a door and an opportunity to use our hands to show the compassion of God to someone who desperately needs his touch. But you know, compassion is also the desire to reduce the suffering of others. Compassion is the desire to reduce the sufferings of others. You know, unlike Jesus, who when he was here on this earth, you know, he, he walked around and he taught and the crowds gathered. And when they gathered, you know, he healed the sick, he fed the hungry and all kinds of stuff. You know, unlike Jesus, who when he was here on earth, he encountered a lot of people who had health conditions, including leprosy. Unlike Jesus, I, I, I don't know anyone with leprosy. You know, here in the Redland City, 2019, uh, I have not come across a leper 
uh, yet. Actually, I don't think last year, maybe even the year before. It's just something that doesn't happen all that often uh, here in this country and, and for me personally. But there are other conditions that we all know about in today's society that are causing people to suffer greatly, right? And in a world that is, is more connected than ever before, loneliness is in the top five social issues and concerns here in Australia today. You know, people are feeling lonely and isolated, and more often than not, it's, it's been out of their control, whether it's been through trauma or abuse or relationship breakdown or a divorce or whatever it might be. People are feeling unloved, unwanted, unworthy, and it is creating or contributing to this loneliness epidemic that is causing people to suffer greatly. You know, for others, perhaps this loneliness is self-inflicted. Too much time on devices, too much time online, reducing the ability to enjoy meaningful relationships. But loneliness is a condition that is causing people to suffer greatly. You know, here in this day and age, you know, excessive worry and sustained sadness, and some in most cases has been diagnosed as a mental illness. Uh, if, you know, if you're wondering, a mental illness is uh, something that causes major changes to our thoughts, feelings, and behavior. It impairs our functioning, you know, our ability to do stuff, and it's persistent over time. And, and, and uh, research tells us that one in five Australians, that is 20% of Australians, aged 16 to 85, will experience the signs and symptoms of a mental illness each and every year. And just a little side note, if you go and quote that stat in the Gateway Beyond for you later on, there's a little something, something for you, a little gift, a little present. So um, keep that in mind, especially you youth, all right? But the, the mental health of Australia is still a great concern, and it's causing a lot of people to suffer. And as we, as we look at our community, our nation, and our world, yeah, you know, it's, it, compassion begins with the ability to see things from a different perspective, to see what it is that might have, you know, caused them to be the way they are and to do the things that they do. And if we are confronted or if we are exposed to, to something that is causing people to suffer greatly right there and then, we have, I believe, a responsibility to act, to do something about it. You know, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. You know, this morning I want to remind us or ask us to not underestimate the power of compassion. You know, don't underestimate how powerful an act of compassion can be towards someone else. You know, a simple act of compassion has the power to transform lives and to turn people's lives around for the good. You know, an act of compassion has the ability to open up a conversation with someone who is suffering about the goodness and the grace of Jesus. You know, compassion is the desire to reduce the sufferings of others. And if we see this opportunity and we're moved with compassion and we think, here we go, hands, you're up. I'm going to use my hands to show the compassion of God. You know, if you feel the need to act, don't be afraid to seek advice about that. 
Don't be afraid to determine what is needed in order to carry out that action. They are all wise things. And if those things line up, then step into it, brothers and sisters. Go with what God has placed in your heart and act upon it. And I think of that time in your life, you know, when someone was compassionate to you, when just a simple touch lifted your spirits and moved you into a better direction. You know, think about that time someone held your hand when you were grieving or sick. You know, think about that time when someone wrote you an encouraging letter or when someone cooked you that meal, that empowering pat on the back. Think about that time when someone extended the hand of forgiveness and reconciliation to you. All of these things are designed to reduce your suffering. All of these things are acts of compassion. And in so doing, we are receiving the hands of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus. You know, compassion begins with the ability to see things from a different perspective, and it also has a desire to reduce the sufferings of those around us. But you know the thing that I reckon is really, really cool about this idea of compassion? You know, once again, the compassion of Christ, right? Ministry's growing. People are hearing about it. The crowds are coming to him. He's seen a leper, an unnamed and untouchable man who hadn't received a touch for years. He was moved with compassion. He reaches out, touches this man, heals him, changes his life. You know, if you were to read the verses after this, you know, uh, we see that the healed leper didn't follow the encouragement and the advice that Jesus gave him. Instead of not saying anything to no one, he's gone gung-ho. He's gone and he couldn't help himself and he has gone and told other people about what Jesus had done for him, the compassion that he had experienced and received himself. And this is the cool thing I love about compassion, right? Now, I'm, I'm going to get a little more passionate with this point here because I think this is something that we can forget about a lot. You know, compassion is not only the stuff that I've spoken about already this morning, but compassion can also be the answer to our own suffering. Compassion can also be the answer to our own suffering. You know, studies have found that acts of compassion are associated with things like improved happiness, good mental health, a stronger immune system, Reduced anxiety, stress and depression, improved relationships, a longer life. And if I had more time to prepare this sermon, I would have grabbed those verses that also say and encourage us that acts of compassion lead to Christian maturity. It grows us in our faith. It strengthens us in our faith. And we will become more like Christ as we display these acts of compassion. And the beauty of compassion is, not only does it help reduce the suffering of others, and not only could it be a reduction in our own suffering, but when we do, it actually triggers this cycle of positivity in our own life. It triggers this ongoing sense of blessing in our own life as we show and display acts of compassion to other people. It's amazing. But more importantly, more importantly, compassion 
is the answer to suffering that is caused by sin. It is. Now, I know because of the fall and because of sin entering our world, there are some things that are going on that continue to require the grace of God to, to, uh, to face those things and to be sustained during those times until that great day when all things will be made new and perfected in glory. But just think about that time when you lived your life in separation to God, when you lived your life in disobedience to God, when you chose to live a life without Jesus. You know, think about the suffering, that living for yourself, that living to accumulate, that living with no care or concern about anyone else. Think about the suffering that caused you. And then if you think about the suffering that will come for those who choose to reject Jesus forevermore, the good news and, and, and to support this point that compassion is the answer to our suffering, is that Jesus showed compassion to not just the leper, but to also us. And when he stretched out his arms on the cross of Calvary, and when he received those nails into where? Into his own hands. He made a way. He created an opportunity for everybody and anyone to be forgiven of their sin, to be reunited with the Father once again, and to enter into a loving relationship with Him. And God places within them His Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit changes our hearts. The Holy Spirit fills us with compassion. You know, the Bible tells us that all good and perfect things come from God in heaven. The unbelievers, those who don't follow Jesus, they hate hearing that one. But it's true. All good things come from Him. And when we are filled with the Spirit, we are filled with compassion. And the question I want to ask this morning is, how are we going to use our hands to show the compassion of God to others? And this morning, if there is anyone in this room who has not yet accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour, Man, like the leper today, you can approach him and you can say, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And his answer is going to be the same. I am willing, be clean. That's the good news. Because no one is beyond the compassion of the Christ. No one is beyond the grace of Christ. No one is beyond the love of Christ. His invitation is open to all. Compassion. It begins with the ability to see things from a different perspective. It is the desire to reduce the sufferings of others, but it can also be the answer to our own suffering. It's a wonderful thing, compassion. And the question is, how can we use our hands to show compassion to the world? As Kath mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, today is week one in our Beyond series, no one is beyond a whole bunch of stuff that God has to offer to his creation. No one is beyond. And uh, for the next five weeks, we're going to celebrate all that God has done and all that he's going to continue to do through our church, into our community, our nation, and our world through the life-changing message of Jesus. And as Kath also mentioned, a few weeks ago, we had an AGM where uh, the, the membership approved some plans um, to see more gateway care centers established in all of our campuses. 
our community, to see more churches planted, more campuses planted around our nation. And I celebrate with the launch of Gateway City on July 21, but also to continue the support uh, of Gateway Global. Jason Berry and his wife Caroline are our Gateway Global directors, and we're going to continue to support them so they can send people to shine light in some of the darkest places uh, in this world. And this, this series is going to give all of us the opportunity to use our hands and everything else that God has given us to see that work continue for years to come. But uh, here at the Redlands, and I'm really excited about uh, establishing and launching our Gateway Care Centre in just a couple of weeks' time. And as a part of our care centre, we're going to be offering counselling services, our on-track ministry, which helps people uh, move through times of crisis. Uh, we're going to do a whole bunch of short courses. Uh, it's really exciting. It's been an absolute joy to watch what our care ministry has been doing uh, in all of our campuses. And uh, there are some wonderful people involved in all of that. And uh, there is an opportunity to join our Gateway Care Ministry team here at Gateway Redlands as well. You know, we've been blessed with a wonderful ministry centre that includes a space for us to open our own care centre. And uh, we uh, would like a couple of things to happen. We want to see a group of people come together to serve as an action group for our care centre. Uh, we've got opportunities for people to serve at the front desk. Uh, the care ministry itself uh, includes a lot of different things and uh, we need more hands for people to come on board and help us uh, provide care uh, to our community. So um, yeah, we'd really love for you to pray about uh, how you can use your hands uh, to show the compassion of Jesus uh, in your world. Hey, just have a look at your hands just one more time. Come on, this is kind of cool. I know you want to do this with me. You were hoping I'd ask you to do it again. And here it is. Just have a look at your hands once again. And as you do, you know, I'm going to ask you a question this morning. And the question is this. How can I use these hands to show God's compassion in my world? How can I use these hands to show God's compassion in my world? And as you're looking at your hands this morning, why don't you simply ask God to show you someone or to bring someone or something to mind that you can bless by using your hands. You know, today I believe that, um, that God is encouraging us to continue being a people of compassion. And I reckon there is a truckload of people here this morning who... who know that and who want to be a people of compassion. I have no doubt here this morning that this church is filled with people who have the compassion of God within them and would love to show that compassion by using their hands. But you know, I think there may be some people here today who when you look at your hands and you think, yes, I want to use my hands to show the compassion of God, you might not know how to do that. You might not know where to do that. And you might not know when to do that. You know, this morning, as you look at your hands and as you consider your hands, I want you to ask that question, God, how can I use my hands? Where can I use my hands? When can I use my hands to show the compassion of God today? Can I get you all to stand with me, please, this morning? And as you do, if you are one of those people 
who would love to use your hands to show the compassion of God to others, but you don't know how to do that, or you don't know where to go, or you don't know when it's going to start for you. Uh, Our prayer team is gonna come forward right now, and I just wanna invite you to come, and I'm gonna ask you to let someone pray over you and to ask God on your behalf to show you someone that you can be compassionate to in your life. And and you don't have to say nothing. They know what they're praying for here this morning. But as you look at your hands, your hands that tell us a little bit about your story, your hands that tell us what is important to you, as you look at your hands and as you are overwhelmed with compassion for someone or something, but you don't know where, when, how, who or what, I'm going to invite you to come forward right now. Just start making your way out of your seat right now and come and see our prayer team. They're just going to ask God on your behalf to uh, reveal someone that you can be compassionate to this morning. Why don't you come? Just let people pray over you this morning. Don't, Don't wait. You can come right now and let us bless you in prayer today. Come on, receive prayer this morning. We hope you've been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We're a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.